You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 38. Today we'll read the 10th chapter of Mark together, what God says about marriage, more about little children, and Jesus tells the disciples a third time about his coming death. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. I love my church family. Heck, I didn't even know what a church family was before I came to this church. But I realize now that probably had as much to do with me as it did with the people at my previous two churches. You see, I spent a lot of my adult Christian life with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. In the book of James, God tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm here to tell you that goes for women, too. My fork in the road came in, I don't know, 2004, 2005, when a couple of things that you would probably consider insignificant touched my heart and brought me to a true resolve to have both feet firmly planted in the kingdom of God. Two years before that, God had brought me to this little country Baptist church that was full of people who were so real, and walked their talk. And like an earthly family, they have stuck by me and loved me, despite my idiosyncrasies and struggles to also be real. I hope and pray that you too have a church family to grow in, to grow up in, to be loved, and where you can practice giving back the same. Mark chapter 10. He set out from there and went to the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Then crowds converged on him again, and as was his custom, he taught them again. Some Pharisees came to test him, asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He replied to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted us to write divorce papers and send her away. But Jesus told them, He wrote this command for you because of the hardness of your hearts. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, Let no man separate. 
When they were in the house again, the disciples questioned him about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. Also, if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. After taking them in his arms, he laid his hands on them and blessed them. As he was setting out on a journey, a man came up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But he was dismayed by this demand, and he went away grieving, because he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astonished at his words. Again Jesus said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished, saying to one another, Then who can be saved? Looking at him, Jesus said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, because all things are possible with God. Peter began to tell him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or fields for my sake, and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more. Now at this time, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, and fields, with persecutions, and eternal life in the age to come. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were astonished, but those who followed him were afraid. Taking the twelve aside again, he began to tell them the things that would happen to him. See, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. Then they will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him, and he will rise after three days. 
James and John, the sons of Zebedee, approached him and said, Teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask you. What do you want me to do for you? he asked them. They answered him, Allow us to sit at your right and at your left in your glory. Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We are able, they told him. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink, and you will be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten disciples heard this, they began to be indignant with James and John. Jesus called them over and said to them, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions act as tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you will be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him to keep quiet, but he was crying out all the more, Have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, Have courage, get up, he's calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus answered him, What do you want me to do for you? Rabboni, the blind man said to him, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. Here we are again on the way to Jerusalem. I want us to pause here for a minute and look at a couple of these statements that don't seem to make a lot of sense on the surface. First, why do you think that they were amazed that Jesus was walking ahead of them? Remember, Jesus had already told them twice that he was going to be arrested, tortured, and killed in Jerusalem. And yet here he is, walking with determination toward his demise. The other thing is that Jesus had a lot of followers. Apparently, there were about 120 people that followed him pretty much all the time, in addition to the 12. Also, don't forget that people were traveling to Jerusalem for the Passover. So there was no shortage of people on the road and no shortage of people for Jesus to preach to. There must have been an undercurrent of angst. Like people knew something was about to happen, they just didn't know what. And then for the third time, Jesus pulls the twelve aside and tries to prepare them for what's about to happen. 
As we think about that, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word and how it engages us. I feel the electricity, the drama of that day, that journey. Thank you for the root of understanding you have given us today. I pray that you will grow those roots as we go forward with determination through the New Testament. Keep us vigilant and engaged. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow.